Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. everybody and welcome to another episode of the dangerous dinners podcast i'm your host as always tom green hello and um thank you to all the new subscribers and downloaders that joined us off of last week a lot of new people have found this show thanks to tristan evans from the vamps who was our guest last week well amazing guest such a fun episode um if you missed last week's uh, it's available just scroll back on apple or spotify or all the videos are online on our youtube channel right now that is the place to go for that we've also got a tiktok channel the dangerous dinners podcast we're on twitter and instagram and youtube and facebook we are everywhere um can i also say actually at this point if you are subscribing every week and you are enjoying these podcasts can you please do me a favor can you scroll down a little bit right now and can you leave a rating and a review on apple podcasts thank you so much right anyway you know what we do a celebrity guest comes over to my house we spin a roulette wheel whatever it lands on is the takeaway we are having tonight we are joined by lisa del campo so what do we know about lisa she was on this year's series of the circle usa arguably one of the biggest shows on netflix in america right now lisa was the star of that show over in the u.s so the circle how do i explain it um a load of people put into a block of flats right everyone gets their own flat you have no idea who the other contestants are the only way you can communicate is through a social network called the circle however no one talks to each other you can only write messages Everyone goes into their flats. They can either be themselves or they can pretend to be someone else. The idea of the game is to be the last person so you're not kicked out. You basically have to be the most likable person. Lisa was on this on Netflix in the US and she went on as Lance Bass from NSYNC because that is her boss. Her job in normal life is she is a PA to Lance Bass from NSYNC. So... I mean, there's so much coming up in this episode of the podcast. We are talking what it's like to be on one of the biggest TV shows in the world right now. What it's like to be on reality TV. What it's like to be a celebrity PA. Some of the stories she has got for us are insane. We also have a good old chat about food and what life's like in the US right now because I just, I'm fascinated by that. So anyway, this is a fun one. Lisa Del Campo from The Circle, from Celebrity PA fame. She's on the Dangerous Dinners podcast now. The Dangerous Dinners podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken, everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi, and if it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest, 
They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome... Lisa Del Campo! Hey. Hi! Hey! How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, it's uh it's been a slow day, so it's it's a good day. Yeah, a quiet day yeah. these days is a good day, I think. I agree. I yeah, 100%. It feels a bit weird, Lisa, because I'm having a beer mm-hmm. because it's 9:30 at night where I'm recording <laughs> this. But you're you're in LA right now, right? I am, and I'm having an ice water. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still work hours. How very LA of you to be having an ice water right now. <laughs> mm. I know that's like my my one, pretty much my only complaint about England and the UK, Europe in general, I guess, is that when I'm a big ice person, like mm. it is my favorite thing. When I go to McDonald's. I say, you know, can I get a large Diet Coke with ice all the way to the top? Yeah. And when I ask for it, you know, when I go to England, I I say, can I just get some extra ice? They'll put like three cubes instead (laughs) of one. (laughs) So so now I just ask for an extra cup just full of ice. Yeah. (laughs) That's because you guys over there, you have the American fridge freezer thing so you're i'm similar to you i love my ice and that's what's great about i go to the us quite a lot is you could just slip Mm -hmm. your cup over to the fridge all that ice is ready to go baby (laughs) is that not the way fridges are there or freezers absolutely not there's a lot of things i prefer about america one of them is the access to ice cold water and ice also (laughs) we just and we sort of have that over here like some people if they're partial will be like Oh, you've got an American fridge, wowzer. What no one has <laughs> is the waste disposal in the sink thing that you guys have. Oh, the garbage disposal. Yeah, you guys don't have those? No, like no one has that. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Well, you know, I, I'm 43 years old and uh, my dad just told me stuff that you're not supposed to put down the garbage disposal, right. like anything greasy because it will clog it up or like no starches. So do not put pasta. I'm like, how did I never know this? And my mom's <laughs> like, I don't know. But we never like, why would we talk about that? Sure. <laughs> if people don't know what these are, because obviously they're not that famous over here. I guess it's like, it's just your plug, but then in the plug is some sort of rotary blade thing that chops everything up Mm -hmm. yeah and like and it goes down like the pipe or whatever the little tube but um i also have a huge i have a lot of irrational fears but one of them is like if something gets stuck down there you know you have to get it yeah and i'm so afraid that something's gonna malfunction and the switch is gonna turn on and there goes my hand (laughs) there is not a chance in hell i would put my hand down one of those things because i'm the same as you like that that bad boy could just get going yeah you don't know like we something can malfunction you do not know i don't really use mine all that much though i i'll throw stuff out versus putting it down there but um but a lot of people they like i have friends that throw eggshells down there and everything and i'm like oh that is bad not good for your disposal (laughs) you know what else i love about america and this just doesn't happen in the uk you go out to a restaurant and if you're drinking like um like a coke or something or a fanta Uh america you'll just keep getting them for free like if you buy one yeah it's free refills you go crazy 
That is not a thing mm-hmm. in the UK. Really? No free refills? Not even like at Nando's? At Nando's, no? yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, hands up. Nando's will do it. But that's because you, you, there's okay. a, there's like a soda machine that you can go over to and you get your own thing. Mm-hmm. But bar that, I don't know any restaurant, bar Nando's, that would do it. Really? No, that's like a thing here. They're called, it's called bottomless drinks, right? Yeah. And I remember going to, because when I was a kid, my mom cooked dinner every night. Like we rarely went out to dinner. And so when I got around 11 years old, I started going out with my friends to dinner and there's a chain restaurant here, here called Red Robin. It's like burgers and fries and all that good stuff. And they had bottomless drinks. And I was like, how does that work? Yeah. I thought there was no bottom to the <laughs> Sounds so messy. I was so confused. I know. And they're like, no, it just means you can get as many refills as you want. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. That sounds the best. There's a restaurant (laughs) in America that I've never been to, but I always hear, I'm quite a big fan of like 90s American films and the restaurant Red Lobster gets brought up all the time. What is that place like? It is delicious. I love chain restaurants. And I noticed in the UK, there isn't like a crazy amount. You guys have TGI Fridays. Yeah. Um, I know. And then, you know, you have a few, but like you don't have Red Lobster, Cheesecake Factory, Red no. Robin, like Olive Garden. Do you have Olive Garden? No, but I know Olive Garden. I've no. been to Olive Garden. So good. But Red Lobster is like an Olive Garden, but seafood, right? So right. it's like they have these things. You have to go. They have one. Like, I don't know where you go to visit in the US, but they have one in New York and Times Square and they have a couple here and like in the Midwest everywhere, but they have these biscuits, these um, American biscuits. Yeah. Um, cheddar, cheddar, like chive biscuits. So Whoa. when you pull them apart, the cheese is like, they are the best thing ever. They're called Cheddar Bay biscuits, I think. Now, this may be too niche and this may be only because I go to Florida quite a lot, but have you heard yeah. of Cracker Barrel, the restaurant? Oh, yeah. I've been several times. Whoa. Now, the Cracker Barrel (laughs) is a special place because that is like, I I guess I described that as like, that is proper, like, wholesome American Florida Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, Cracker Barrel, there's like... I mean, everybody's plates are beige or brown. You know? It's like you have like the worst but best food in the whole world. It's, yeah. it's an experience going there in the big gift shop. The, the gift shop. I was going to say, the, it's the only restaurant yeah. where you enter through a gift shop. What? I know. It's so weird. What is it that? It is so weird, but it's so amazing. I don't know. It is That is specific to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's not like a thing here. Um, Wait, have you been to Waffle House? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another one. We don't have those in LA, but uh, but Lance, my boss, he is from the South, Mississippi. And so when I would go like to, you know, his hometown, they have it all. Cracker Barrel, Waffle House, like any yummy fried horrible for you food they have in mississippi so it's it's a great eating experience what i've always wanted to understand right is how in your mind you listen we're going to get onto the circle in your career but i get so bogged down in food um i how oh me too please where in the list (laughs) does places like wendy's and red lobster come like where's mcdonald's and where's high class dining where's that in the sort of (laughs) okay so it's like it's i love mcdonald's and i don't think you guys have taco bell right no we don't we don't in fact i say a lie there's i think i think there's two in the uk there's one in london and i think weirdly there's one Uh in milton Keynes or something there's two 
Okay. You know, I will get back to that question, but you know, one of my favorite places in the UK to eat at, it's Toby Carberry. Okay. Yes. Love it. Oh my God. My friend took me, I went to the UK for Christmas, I don't know, probably like four years ago. And we were driving from London to Newquay and on the way was a Toby Carvery. And so he's like, we have to stop. And I was like, oh my God, this is like heaven on earth. It was so good. (laughs) Yeah, Toby Carvery is the nearest we have to your sort of Wendy's, I guess. Like, you're right. We don't really have that sort of like English food that's popular, but is sort of fast food on the road thing. But you're right. Toby Carvery sort of in that lane. Yeah, because I love the in-betweeners. The UK one, the American mm. one was horrible. But um, they go to a carvery, I think, in like the first episode. Yeah. And I was like, I have to go to a carvery. And my friend Aaron, he was like, they're they're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know. We just have to go. So he took me, took me there. Um, so it's like McDonald's, Wendy's, Jack in the Box, Taco Bell, Subway, all those places are fast food, right? Yeah. Like they have drive-throughs. Um, it's just, it's quick and easy or whatever, KFC. And then a step above that is your Red Lobster, Olive Garden. Those, cause those are chain restaurants too, but they're a step above fast food cause you eat inside and somebody waits on you. I guess that's sort of in the same lane as a Nando's then is your, is that stuff? Yes. Yeah. Cause we don't really, I'm, I'm trying to think if we have like a Nando's comparison because nando's i feel like is in between like your fast food and the chain restaurant it's like right in between there and we don't really have anything like that but i love nando's it's delicious i'm all about nando's there's so many questions that i i i I was gonna ask you this later but i'm gonna ask you now one of my favorite places to eat in the u.s is popeyes oh so good it is so good we have um I'm from north of Seattle, up in right. Washington State. That's where I grew up. And we just got a Popeye's there, I don't know, like a year ago. And my 13-year-old nephew, when that chicken sandwich came out, he'd make me go like every day and wait in line for like an hour. I was like, Riley, this is so awful. <laughs> but, but the sandwich was delicious. I was like, okay, take it back. Yeah. This is worth the hour wait. I get it. I get it. <laughs> How is America right now as a place? Because it was weird for for a Brit anyway. It felt like you guys were really on my radar when Trump was in mm-hmm. power. It was like America, America, America. Yeah. And now you've got Joe Biden. It's quiet for us on this side. Like it seems things are getting better. No? Yeah. No, it's so true. Because when Trump was president, that was like a tumultuous four years for us. I mean, in LA and in, in where I'm from, we're very liberal like it's a liberal place and so you don't really realize that outside of your bubble is a whole other part of the country that is not liberal they do not like you know democrats which joe biden is trump was not um but every it just when he lost when joe biden became president it literally felt like a weight was lifted off of your shoulders. Yeah. And I've not watched the news since because I'm like, I don't need to. It's handled. Like, I mean, of course, you don't obviously agree with everything every politician does. But Joe Biden, he's sincere and caring and and knows what he's doing. That's the scary thing about Trump. He didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. You know, he had I I could be president. You know what I mean? <laughs> but with Joe Biden, it's like he had all eight years experience as VP you know, he's a smart man. 
Um, his wife is smart and at least all the people that I know, uh, we all felt like a sense of relief when he came into office. Yeah. Does it sort of feel like business has resumed? Sort of you, everyone went off this weird way for four years and it was all a bit weird, mm-hmm. but you're sort of back in the, even on both sides of the bench, right? I guess even with someone like Joe right. Biden, no matter what side of the bench you are, you sort of, he feels like a president where Trump never really felt that way, in my opinion anyway. No, he didn't to me either. And just politics is such like a hard thing because Trump supporters are like avid Trump supporters. There is no changing their mind. Like it is okay that he says horrible things about women or horrible things about African-Americans. It's like they always have like some reason why it's okay. Where it's, I feel like he made hate acceptable to be like public about it if that makes sense like there's always been racism and like sexism and you know anti-gay in america but he like made it okay to voice it in public so i just feel like things especially 2020 i mean it was bad like we desperately needed a new leader and i'm so glad that it happened yeah where are you at with covid over there now how are things getting handled i mean good it's so funny it went from like lockdown 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 to like everything's open It's so wild. So hold Um, on. Could you go to a nightclub in LA now? I actually don't know. I don't think so. I think come June 15th, everything opens back up. Right. Like movie theaters, full capacity. But they're keeping social distancing. So it's not like they can really be full capacity because you still have to keep that distance. But um, but like I live on um, off a boulevard, you know, that's in, in LA with a lot of restaurants and not clubs, but restaurants and bars. And those things are full, like, yeah. and no, no mask now. So yeah, I still am wearing a mask just because I feel like I need to ease into it. Yeah, you know, I, I can't just like take it off. Um, but I am vaccinated and, you know, everyone I know is vaccinated. So it's a little bit a little bit better that's good what about you guys yeah we're on the way we're getting there now we really are like as of this week you can go into a restaurant like me and my girlfriend have just come back from dinner tonight like we just for the first time in 18 months we went and sat in a restaurant which was really isn't it weird it is weird i (laughs) liked it though it felt a bit weird like me and my girlfriend em we had date night tonight right so we went out and Uh we got like i'm sort of semi-dressed up right and we went out and we haven't had that in 18 months and it was like it was kind of nice it was like back to the start of our relationship again like whoa we yeah. me and em have only been going out three years right so if you're in that sort of three-year relationship mm-hmm. the majority of your relationship has been in this weird lockdown life so it was sort of right. weird for us to go out like we sat across from each other like oh do we flirt now what do we do <laughs> what <laughs> what do we do it's weird. i like just found it so bizarre my first restaurant i went out to was on in for my birthday back in march and i was like what do i do do i take my mask off when i sit down like i didn't know how to behave that's yeah. what was so weird for me my last so. night in la we went for dinner at the nice guy now that is a lovely oh, restaurant. i love that place yeah it is what a great little if you ever go to la it's called the nice guy restaurant i went because everyone says what everyone said when i was out there is like hey this is Justin Bieber's favorite restaurant. And I'm like, well, it is. if it's good enough for Bieber, mm-hmm. it's good enough for me. And yeah. you go in there and we were, I was quite lucky. I was working in LA with Disney and we were staying mm-hmm. at the Montage. The Montage? Oh, yeah. 
The montage. Yes, the everybody montage. stays right yeah. there. The montage. Stayed at the montage. Mm-hmm. And the montage have, I don't know if anyone knows this, but if you stay at the montage, really nice hotel, they have something called a house car, right? And there's two of them. Uh-huh. And they're Bentleys. Mm-hmm. And they you could just ask them. You could just go, hey, I want to use the house car. And they're like, yeah, cool. We'll put you up. So me and my mate got a Bentley to the nice guy restaurant. Oh, and all, they opened the cool. doors and all these pups like, oh my God, who is it? Who is it? It's a chubby guy from Northern England. No one had any idea. <laughs> like, it's just me. <laughs> so I used to go all the time, like when it just opened. And like, there was one night where I was sitting in a booth next to Drake, who was just like laying in the booth, you know, like on his phone. <laughs> um, I was there. Well, I just left. I didn't see it. But Justin Bieber performed there because there's like a piano, you there know, is. the piano with the little mic. Yeah. I think I, I've seen Harry Styles there and Niall from One Direction there. Zach Efron. I mean, everyone, everyone goes, it was super hard to get a reservation like back in the day. Now it's a little bit easier, but yeah, that's like where everyone would go. It's really dark in there, isn't it? It's really yes, dark. You can't see one. And I don't know if this is, they always have this on the menu, but I had the Brussels sprouts when I was there and it oh, blew so my mind. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And you can't take pictures in there either. No, that's like one of their things, like no photos. So, which is, I mean, nice if you're a celebrity, I suppose. I took my top off in the photo booth. True story. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> that photo booth is great. I've yeah. been in that several times. But yeah. you need to go to their other restaurant. They have tons of restaurants, that particular group, called Delilah. It's oh, it's beautiful and the right. food's great. And that's another big hot spot. Well, Lisa, we've already done 20 minutes <laughs> and we haven't even started. So I feel like we need to, <laughs> this is, there's things yeah, to do. go for it. I've, I, yeah. I, for every guest we have on the show, I write an introduction for them. Would you like to hear yours? I would, why not? <laughs> okay. Lisa Del Campo, well, what do we know about Lisa? She's the star of the US series of The Circle blowing up around the States right now, hot off the back of pretending to be Lance from NSYNC on the show arguably a bloke from the biggest boy band in the world. Well, Lisa knows Lance better than most because for the last decade, she's been Lance's PA. So have you ever wanted to know what a celebrity PA gets up to? Tonight we find out with Lisa Del Campo. <laughs> yes, I actually have been with him 15 years, almost oh, 16. I know, it's it's crazy. It's been a long time, but, um, but yeah, I've been doing it for that long. <laughs> I imagine you've got a few stories up your sleeve. I imagine you've got a lot to tell us about The Circle. Um, are we in for a wild ride over the next 60 minutes? Yes. I mean, I, I think so. I hope so. It was, uh, it was an experience that I was, I'm really happy that I did. Perfect. Well, before we go, we need to find out what you're having for dinner tonight. Welcome to the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Behind me is a giant roulette wheel of food, right? I'm going to spin it. Whatever it lands on is going to be delivering to your flat in LA tonight. Um, Oh, is there anything you would hate? Is there anything you would love? I know this is very, a very unpopular opinion for um, people from the UK specifically. I don't like Indian foods. What? <laughs> that would be, I know. I know. That's a very British thing to love Indian food, I oh. think. I mean, <clears throat> I do love the non bread. That's good. Um, and I tried to shoom actually when I was in Manchester. Beautiful. For the and that. That was pretty good, but it's still, it's not my favorite. I don't know why. I just, maybe because I didn't grow up with it, you know? Usually you like foods that you like grow up with. Yeah. I feel like the national dish of the UK is almost a chicken tikka masala these days. Like that is as England for me as bloody fish and chips these days. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I, I like But that. no, everybody, I'm, I, my roommate, she loves it. My friends, I'm the only one that's like, no Indian, please. Okay. Well, there is Indian <laughs> on the wheel tonight, but I hope you don't land on it. Do you want me to count you in and I'll give it a big old spin? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Good spin. That was a good spin. Taco Bell. No, are you kidding? <laughs> no. Really? Yeah, I blue love beans. Taco Bell. No way. Oh, what? It's so Taco annoying. Bell's my favorite. Oh, well, there you go. You've won tonight on the Dangerous Dinner's Wheel. Oh, my God. I almost went there last night and I was like, it's too late. Tonight, Lisa, we're going to send you Taco Bell from Ventura Boulevard. Oh, yeah. I live right off Ventura Boulevard. Right. What, good, Lisa, good, good. do you want from Taco Bell? What's your order? Um, My order is a bean burrito with no onion. Okay, hold on. Let me try and find this. <laughs> this burrito here. Bean burrito. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's $2. Yes. What? That's no money. <laughs> I know. And I feel like that's more expensive because you're ordering it too. It's like a dollar ten or something. That is like sixty P in the UK. That is awful. Yeah. Right, so you want a bean burrito with what? No onion, please. No onion. Here you go. Hold on. It's no like you're onion. at the drive thru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that it? Is that all you want? <laughs> um I also will get a large Diet Pepsi. They don't have Diet Coke. So. I was gonna say you're a Diet Coke girl. I know this about you. I'm obsessed. It's so bad. Um, it's like so bad for you, but I love it. It's well, it's better than normal Pepsi and Coke, right? I agree. Some oh will say God. yes, but some will Look say at no. This. They have in Taco Bell, Ventura Boulevard, mm -hmm. you could get a wild strawberry lemonade freeze. <laughs> How good does that sound? <laughs> I'm sure it is so good. Um oh this is fun. This is something so Uber Eats, which is what I'm using tonight in America. Yeah. So when you order Uber Eats in the UK, it goes, do you, do you want a tip? And they're like, you don't have to. In America, right. they won't let me do anything other than tip. Yeah, it's weird. And I've noticed, I don't know if it's on Uber Eats. I use Postmates mostly. Yeah. But the tip starts at like 20% and goes to like 30%. And I'm like, wait, what happened to like 15, 18, 20? <laughs> yeah. But whatever i'm just like all right i've hold on if i do this i'm gonna apple pay it i've tipped 20 percent. i think that's fair isn't it it is boom <laughs> right lisa food's ordered yay i can't wait right then so lisa i've got until the food turns up to get to know you that's basically the plan of action yes. right and i i want to know yes. everything about you before we get to your job and the tv show so where uh, where in the U.S. are you from? Tell me about growing up in America. Uh, so I'm from north of Seattle in a town called Everett, Washington. It's a city, really, not a town. And I, you know, my parents have been married for, God, like 45 years or something. I have a sister who's still there. All my family's still there. Yeah. Yeah, I had a pretty good childhood. Went to college or uni, as you guys say. I went there. And then um, I decided that I wanted to work in entertainment. I got my degree in public relations, so right. I came to be a publicist, and I did that. Uh, well, I moved to LA for a year and interned at a PR company, and like worked a couple. Like I worked a coffee job, and I worked at a bank, and then I just wasn't making any money. And me and my friend that lived together, we were gonna. She was gonna go back to Orlando. I was gonna go back to Everett, and then she, I don't know, for some reason, was like, "What about Las Vegas?" And I was like, "All right," and we got. I think it was like two months free rent if you move there or something. What? So we did that. 
I know it was weird, but it's like you had to sign a year lease and then it was like they deducted what two months would be out of each and every month. So it's not like you just moved in for free. Um, And I got a job at a PR firm and I worked there for two years until I left to go work for Lance. Right, fine. And this is where we sort of have a connection because you hooked up a friend of mine with tickets to go to see Britney in vegas Mm -hmm. so this is why you know a lot of people in vegas is through working there yes yes um yeah i've made a lot of you know lifelong friends there so uh it's it's good i'm sort of a bit out of this sort of stuff so Brittany, who we spoke about before we started this did she never do a residency is she doing one now i get confused with that whole timeline yeah uh britney started her residency i mean it was well after i moved i want to say like six or seven years ago it's been a while and she did it for probably five years i could totally be wrong but it was a while yeah she was at planet hollywood for a long time i went to see her i think like seven times between like taking friends and going yeah uh she started i think her one of her first shows was around christmas time and that's what lance got me for christmas he took me to see to see britney it was like her third night with the residency so it was cool to see her go from the third night to like one of her last nights like how much the show changed and how much she like grew as a performer so yeah i'm a big fan so i I love her (laughs) i've just watched i think it was like two weeks ago the britney documentary about Mm -hmm. her and about her life and where do Mm -hmm. you find yourself on all that stuff because i thought when people said oh my god free britney she's trapped i thought that was those were crazy people online and then you watch the documentary Mm -hmm. and go or maybe there's some truth in this you know do you do you know much about it um well yeah i don't think that she's being held against her will i mean you can see she's goes on vacation she's got a boyfriend that seems pretty cool um her her family i mean i don't really know much about her dad i've heard that he's not good like not a good guy yeah but like her sister seems really like put together and you know great and her brother i've met him he he was nice um her mom you know she has a good support system one of her uh old assistants felicia she and i are friends and felicia doesn't seem worried so i'm like if she's not worried i'm not worried and lance doesn't seem worried so i mean yes i can see how people that don't know like the intricacies of it all would be worried about her but ultimately like i think that she has it under control I could be wrong, but like, those are my feelings. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. And I watched the documentary and obviously when you watch these things, it's a very one-sided take on a story and you walk away right. like, oh my God, we should do something. And I'm like, is it that or is it this this other thing? And maybe you think it's a bit more, there's a bit of balance in there, I suppose. Right, yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. Of like, course. You know, the people that think that, she's being held against her will, you know, could be completely wrong, but they could be right. Like who knows? But I don't think that like, you know, they talked a lot about like secret messages in her Instagram. I don't, I don't believe that like that. I'm like, I don't think so. Bit too far. But again, who knows? (laughs) Now you've mentioned him once or twice. And I feel like we should talk about the big man, Lance from NSYNC. Lance. Yes. Yes. Your boss. (laughs) My boss. Yes. So you've looked after Lance Bass for mm-hmm. 15 years now 15 years yes so Long we could, i guess we could call you a celebrity pa i think that would be fair to fair to say yes um yes that's what yeah, i get called yeah how did, <laughs> how did you get that job so when i was doing pr in vegas uh he was coming to town and we were doing a show opening like a new show was 
starting over at one of the hotels. And I had to meet him there to take him because he was going to go watch it. And every we like hit it off and remained in touch. And every time he'd come to Vegas, I would like set them up with dinners and shows and stuff. And then that was like around March. And in December of that year, he needed a new assistant. His current assistant was going to work for Disney, I believe. And he asked if I would be interested in having the position. I was like, all right. And I thought I'd do it a couple years and then, you know, move on. But no, that was not the case. <laughs> still here, still doing it. Still here, same same old. And you were there, I guess, at the peak of the NSYNC fame. Were you, did you ride that wave with him? It's so funny because so many people think that. I was not, NSYNC went on hiatus in, it was either 2002 or 2003 and I didn't start till 2006. Wow, okay. But it's weird because nobody thinks it's been that long since they like were together, but it, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um. So no, I missed that whole thing. I got post NSYNC land. So what was your craziest experience with him throughout this whole time? Like what things have you had to help him through? Um, I mean, he's pretty great and pretty normal. Like there's no real horror stories. Like the horror stories don't come from him. They come from like things happening that are out of everyone's control. You know, yeah. like um, he missed a flight. He was in Mykonos and missed a flight and he had to get back. But there's only two planes that go from mm -hmm. Mykonos to Athens a day or something like stuff like that happens yeah but nothing where he's like a diva or anything no I think probably my most crazy experience with him was when um NSYNC got a star on the walk of fame a couple years ago and because I had missed all the NSYNC like being with him when he was in the band to see like those fans that still I mean they haven't put out an album since 2002 so that's a lot. That's almost what twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. I think, or maybe two. Yeah, it's either two thousand one or two thousand two, and they broke the record for the amount of fans watching them get their star. I mean, thousands. You would look down the street both ways, and it was just people, amazing just hordes of people, and they did like a pop up as well. And the, it, I think it was like a three-day pop-up, but the lines, like people couldn't even get in and they'd come back the next day and wait in line for like seven hours. It was, I mean, the dedication is amazing. They have like some pretty awesome fans. Yeah. What's an average day like for, for you, maybe before the circle and before you started doing things like podcasts and stuff, right? What would an average day look like when you're looking at a Lance? Um, I mean, it's pretty boring, but uh, I spend 90% of my time on the computer answering <laughs> yeah. emails. I think I get a podcast or radio request for him every other day. Like, it's just, wow. you know, can he come do this? Um, so it's answering emails. I book all of his travel. Yeah. So I do that. Um, set up, you know, appointments, conference calls, all that stuff. Um, we get creative and brainstorm ideas. Like he'll have a great idea for a show and I'll like give my input. Yeah. We do that. Um, he was doing a podcast for a while, but then he just got too busy. So we would do that. Um, you know, if his dogs, it, it was so funny because in my intro video on the circle, it, it like really highlighted that I take his dogs to like get baths and haircuts. Yeah. But I'm like, that's like once a month. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what are you doing for the rest of the time? I, <laughs> I know, I know. 
So yeah, or if something breaks in the house, get you know, arrange the repair. <sighs> Lisa, so you like sound that. like a dream. Like you sound like <laughs> you really hold his life together. And I am. I need a Lisa yeah. Del Campo in my life. Uh, well, I if you ever need a personal assistant and need someone to move to England, I will be there. <laughs> yeah, we'll just hook you up next to a Toby Carvery and let you go. There we go. Yeah. No. So I really I like looking after people. I'm like. It makes me happy. I'm a people pleaser. And so this job just seemed like a good fit. Yeah. You know, it just, it's, it's good. It's fun. No two days are ever the same. I've got to like experience pretty cool things. So, you know, I, I can't complain. I'm going to ask you the question that I know my girlfriend wants to know. I'm going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and I know absolutely. a lot of the NSYNC fans want to know is, do you know about a reunion? I know everybody, <laughs> everybody wants to know this. If it were up to me, it would have happened years and years mm. ago um but there's no talks right now of a reunion like they're so busy doing their different things justin first of all obviously is probably booked up for the next 10 bloody, years but, bloody but timberlake i know i know i would love to see it but not as of now but i mean i never give up hope yeah i'm always you know like hopeful that it'll happen but but nothing in the near future. He's the, he's the one we need to get, isn't he? We need to get old JT. Old JT back on it. But yeah, because it was so magical when they got together for their star ceremony. Like just seeing the five of them together and just how much love there is and how, you know, how much fun they have. And it, it was really cool. And they all have, Lance has talked about this many times. They have a group chat. Yeah. You know, that they, you know, catch up with each other. And it's just. I'm sure it's so fun. I, I always want to look and Lance is like, no, you can't look. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, Add yeah, I probably in. don't want to look. Add me into the group. I, I'm not in the band. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? At this point, we're going to do this part of the podcast. Play the jingle. Food. It's the food section. Food. Welcome to the food section of the podcast, Lisa. Um, we, we do this because I got a lot of angry emails from listeners saying, you don't talk about food enough. And I thought, okay, well, we're going to do a food section. So we talk about food. More. I love food. I could just do a podcast just talking about food, to well, be honest. Well, you're going to like this. So, Lisa, a horrible Great. fate has hit you. You've been arrested and you are off to the electric chair, which could happen in America. That does sometimes happen, I suppose, yes. still. Um, so you've got one yeah. final meal of starter, main and dessert. Lisa Del Campo, what are you having? Isn't this horrible that, like, me and my friends talk about this all the time? It's great chat. <laughs> I know. So I love chicken strips, chicken fingers, whatever you call them. I They are my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I, like, have found the perfect ones by the airport at LAX. So yeah. I, I would have those as my starter. Mm -hmm. They're so delicious. A steak from this restaurant in West Hollywood called Boa. It is to die for it, it's the best steak in the whole wide world and then for dessert what would i want i think you know what my aunt's cheesecake it's like the best oh. cheesecake i've ever eaten because it's not it's not too sweet but and it's got like the perfect tartness so yeah my aunt pam's um cheesecake would be my my dessert okay so it's say. chicken fingers steak and then your aunt's cheesecake that's the yes. the final meal. What a way to mm -hmm. go. What a way to go. Yeah, um, I think so too. Favorite restaurant in favorite restaurant in LA and then favorite restaurant in the world full stop. 
favorite restaurant in LA. I have so many. Um, Boa that I mentioned the steak, the steak from that place. is one of my my very very favorites. There's a sushi place like not far from me called Kawame, which is so good. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Um, and I also love Cheesecake Factory. Oh, you! I mean, can you, you not? can. I mean, you can get anything there. They have like Chinese, they have American, they have Italian. Like you can get anything. So those um, those are my favorite American in the world. I'm trying to think. I mean, I do love Nando's. I ate there like five times when I was there for the <laughs> circle. <laughs> I do. I, I love it. I haven't like experienced many like, I guess, dinners out that I can remember in England. Yeah. I did have a really good dinner at the Standard in London. Yeah, the hotel. I just cannot remember what the name of the restaurant was. It was really pretty too. But that place was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, Final question in the food section of the podcast is you are getting sent off to a desert island. I'm sorry about that. But there is you could take one one <laughs> snack with you. That is the snack forever. What snack are you bringing with you? And if you say Hershey's chocolate, I will finish this podcast. However, I feel your courier has just tried to call me. Oh, maybe I have to pop down and get maybe, it. Maybe yeah, yet um, she's in a Toyota Yaris. Okay, let me, I'll be right back. Yeah, no, you do you. This is, all, this is all the fun of the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Your snack you're taking to the desert island. McDonald's French fries. Oh, it's good. They are my very favorite thing in the world. And it's like I could be stuffed, like not able to eat anymore. And someone will appear with McDonald's French fries. And I'm like, okay, I have room. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Now your food is here. It's time to unbox mm -hmm. it. I want to hear. I want to see. Oh. I want to witness the Taco Bell. Um, how's, how's she looking? Well, I have it. Oh, here are the cinnamon twists. So they're like these crunchy, like crunchy. They're hard. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not soft, but they're delicious. It's just like um, like a cinnamon and sugar donut, like a snicker. Do you guys have snickerdoodles in the UK? No, but they look like, um, uh, I want to say not a chorizo. What's it called? A churro. Churros? Churro. A churro. Um, yeah. Yes, it looks like a churro, but um, it's hard. That's basically the only difference. Churros are really like soft, like a bread. But yeah. These are so delicious. Oh, wow. And then, I mean, the bean burrito is not really, there's so many more exciting things one could get from Taco Bell. Here is the, here's the bean burrito. Oh, cradling it like baby Jesus. Yes, it looks like the emoji. They have the burrito emoji. <laughs> looks like yeah. that. 
Yeah, it's it's very warm, but yeah. So this is yes, this is my meal. Oh, bean burrito! What an absolute pleasure that is. Yeah, um, it's so good. Be- before we move on from food, because I, I we need to talk about the circle. But yeah. there's this. It's talking about churros. They have it in Disney quite a lot, and you get those plates, and it's yeah. like it's not churros, but it's like it's almost like churros not processed. Is it funnel cake? Yes, it's funnel cake. It's funnel cake. Yes. Oh, fun- funnel cake is so good. Whoa. With the powdered sugar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a very much a fair, like a carnival food. Mm. You get funnel cakes or elephant ears, which is basically a giant churro that looks like a big ear. <laughs> why, why it's called elephant ears. Um. Now we need to talk about the circle. So I, yes. my girlfriend was obsessed by this show <laughs> and she was like she was like you need to get you need to get leaves on the podcast she, i know her she's on the circle you need to watch it and i was like what the hell is a circle and i've watched it now and i love it so mm-hmm. for people that haven't it's seen good. it can you please describe the show oh god it's like it's so it's complicated to explain it sounds so weird when so my friend aaron who i i went to visit in england that i spent christmas with he got me watching it years ago because it's been on in the uk for three seasons three yeah. or four seasons and he's explaining it to me so basically everyone is in their own flat all the contestants are in their own flat and you communicate through an uh, through your tv screens on a platform called the circle kind of like facebook i guess but you never hear the voices of the people nothing it's all just written so like you'd say circle message tom you know how's your day tom heart emoji like whatever yeah um but you can play anyone so you could play yourself you could play your mom you could play lance bass like i did you could play whoever you want and you want to be the most popular player is basically like who wins and you, there's blockings to where like you know you block someone and essentially send them home yeah. so it's it's a lot about strategy making alliances and friends and yeah it's it was so fun yeah that's the best way to describe it is you go on this show and you can either be you or you can be someone else who you think may be more likable than you like there was someone on yeah. your year who i think it was the it was the, it was the lady that won pretended to be mm-hmm. her husband and she played him as a single yep. dad and he was like, people will always yeah. love a single dad i'm like that is clever it's really honestly yeah, it brilliant it's a really good show so what made yeah. you get into it what made you think okay i'm gonna do this i always wanted to be on big brother and I mean, it's been on like 21 seasons here or something. And then probably the last 10 seasons, I'm like, you know what? I could not do that. I couldn't do like the strength competitions or the endurance. I'm just not an outdoorsy, like sporty person. That's just like not me. But I like the strategy of it and the, the, you know, the social experiment of it all. And then the circle came out and I was like, that is it. This is the only show I would ever do because there's no, there's no like, running and you know <laughs> stuff like that yeah so uh at, at my birthday party the one right before covid um my friend brought his friend Raphael, and we were talking about tv and i was saying how much i love the circle and our friend was like oh Raphael cast the circle and i was like what and he you know he said would you really want to be on and i'm like yes absolutely and he's like all right so i did the audition tape and went through all the process I think I started it in like June and then I didn't know I was going until September. So it was like, it's a long process. That's crazy. So talk me through the process of getting on. So I know you had to do a videotape, like talk me through how you Mm -hmm. got on that show. Yes. So you do like a videotape, like explaining who you are, what you do and 
how you're going to play the game. You kind of have to give your strategy a little bit. Um, if you're going to play yourself or somebody else, um, and then you have to get permission. If you're going to be somebody else, you have to obviously get permission to use their likeness and pictures and whatever. Um, so and you, then, you could have been yourself. You would have been allowed to go on as Lisa Del Campo. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, you know what? Playing Lance would be kind of fun because if there's, <laughs> yeah. if there's one person I could play, it's him because I know everything there is to know, right? Like there's nothing you could ask me that I don't know. And so the producers loved it and they, you know, they were like, yes, play as Lance. And I was like, all right. So Lance was on board. He was super excited. He's the one that kind of like thought of it. So, uh, cause he, he can't play because he doesn't, he can't just leave his life for a month. So he's like, I can play through you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that happened. And then you have to do a lot of psychological testing and you have to talk to a therapist and all that. Um, and I think do like a couple more tape and then, yeah, then they just call you and let you know that you're, you're going to Manchester. Because <laughs> that's the weird thing that I loved about this show is when you mm-hmm. watch it on TV, they cut it. So it looks like it's in America, but you're in, you're in Salford. Wow. How Wait, was that? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Well, cause I obviously, when, when we got there, we had a quarantine for two weeks. It was like beginning of October. So it was like, you know, COVID times. And then after you do the two-week quarantine, you go with a chaperone. So you move into a two-bedroom flat. And then you can go on walks. Wow. So that was nice. So I did, I explored the area, but I didn't feel like it was dodgy. We saw these canals. Everybody's like, you have to see the canals. How involved are the producers in the show? Because when you watch it, it looks like you're just put into a flat and you're there. Mm -hmm. Or is that, is it a little bit more controlled than that? I mean, yes and no. Like when you're in the flat, you're in the flat. And like you, you obviously don't see any of the contestants. Like if you want to get fresh air, a PA will come and take you up to the roof, you know, from 10 minutes to 30 minutes, like whatever. Cause obviously they have to schedule a lot of people for different time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody can't go upstairs to use the hot tub at 1 PM because you know, other people will be there. Um, so they're very good about that. And then you have producers obviously talking to you. You don't see them, but like they, they talk to you. You have a daytime and a nighttime producer. Wow. Um, so, so you do kind of have someone to talk to, which is nice, but it's, it's weird cause you don't see them. So I'm like, I have no idea what these people look like. And you make it up in your head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah but, um, but yeah, you're alone. I mean, you're, you're alone in there. And your phone's completely taken off you and you're away in your own. Yeah, when I when you land or when you get to your flat, the quarantine flat, they take your phone, they took my Kindle, anything electronic, gone. Wow. That that was weird. I mean, I was prepped for it like I I had my out of office message, you know, for people that would, you know, need me for work stuff, but yeah, I mean, you had you had your phone no phone so the producers are they are they picking you up on bits of the show and saying hey can you redo that or can you redo this or is it just you just as the circle talks to you 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 interact so obviously like when you're constructing your message there's a lot of like ums and like you're trying to like formulate it so they're writing it yeah but then once you're satisfied then you do like a clean read yeah so you're not bumbling on television but yeah, stuff like that. But other than that, they don't really, I mean, get involved. Wow. You know? And how mm-hmm. long were you in there from start to finish? About two weeks. That's I a long time to be 
detached from the world. Mm -hmm. I know, but oddly, because of my line of work, you know, I mean, not just my 15 years as a personal assistant, but then my two years as a publicist, I've never been able to be without my phone or not be like on call somewhat. Yeah. So this was amazing, really. I was like, oh my God, this is like so weird. Nobody's trying to get a hold of me it was it was nice and there's a nice moment in the show where you sort of leave but then you come back as a different character with jack right so mm-hmm. you lived mm-hmm. with a random bloke you'd never met before yeah. <laughs> what was that yeah. what was that like i actually didn't mind it we had so much fun like <laughs> it wasn't even weird weird for either of us we like you know we came in and we learned about the twist and they asked us, you know, do you guys want to play together? And we both, no hesitation. We were like, yes, absolutely. And it just, we each had our own bedrooms, but we we shared a bathroom and a kitchen in a living room area. But it wasn't weird. We got along great. I've not finished the series yet, so I'm still working through it. But I've been instructed, yeah. I have to ask you this question, so I'm going to ask it you. And I know who won. Do you think the right person won? I do. I mean, I would have been happy if any any of them won. I love all of my castmates. Like, they're great. We all keep in touch. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about any of them. But uh, I really loved it because Delisa Trevor, uh, she played a great game. She, you know, convinced everyone for the most part that she was who she said that she was. And, you know... She has a, a baby and then another baby on the way. Yeah. So it was like the money couldn't have gone to a more perfect person because she was wanted to buy a house for her family. So, yeah, I was really happy that she won. When you were interacting with the people on the show through the circle mm-hmm. and you have no idea whether they're real or fake, did you just question <laughs> everything? Because as soon as I got into the show, it blew my mind that you'd sit there and be like, they're lying or that's not real or... Do you know what I mean? You just feel like you pick up on everything. Yeah. I thought before I played the game, I'm like, I'm going to just think everyone's a catfish. Yeah. Like, there's no no doubt about it. And I didn't at all. Like, I'm not very good, I guess, at picking up on things. Like, I'm not as observant as I probably should be. So I did not think anyone was a catfish until, I don't know, it was like four or five days in. I thought Chloe was a catfish because, and this was so dumb, because I know somebody else was typing what we were saying, but I'm like, she doesn't like her typing. What I'm reading doesn't sound Essex like to me right, okay. because I, I watched Tally, you know, like I, I feel like I know how they speak in Essex and she wasn't like speaking like that. So I was like, Oh, Chloe might be a catfish. I was wrong. Um, but, and then Jack, I figured out Jack was the catfish, not because of the makeup challenge. Cause that was hard. Like that mannequin thing, that was that was really hard. So I was like, oh, she just must not be an artist. Like yeah. I'm not, mine was horrible. But we uh, had a game where uh, somebody asked her, it was anonymous. You got to ask other players questions and hers was name five makeup brands. So I was like, somebody thinks she's a catfish because why would you ask her that? Totally. And the, so I, I was thinking out loud and I'm like, well, if it's a guy, he's going to name a national brand like a Maybelline or a L'Oreal. Because, I mean, I feel like every guy knows at least one of those. Yeah. And then he, he said, I think it's pronounced Lanage. And I was like, no, that's like a, I have like a lip mask when you sleep, like to put on your lips. I'm like, I don't think they do makeup. And then he said boots. And I was like, I know that's not a makeup. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I was like, that's a guy. 
and and then we got blocked that night and i found out it was a guy boom there you go you worked it out yeah if anyone's not seen it like i really got into the show so i massively recommend everyone to go and go and watch it because it's really addictive it's one of those shows where for me it's quite confusing on paper but it only takes one episode and you're like oh i get it now this totally makes sense and it's really fun so i agree lisa what's next for you now because i know you've just got a podcast like your followers are going through the roof on instagram what do you want to do i know people have asked me this a lot um a podcast just seemed like a natural fit because I had been doing like live radio with Lance for years. He had a show on Sirius and then he had a podcast and I, I was on that, you know, from time to time. So it just, it's easy for me. I love to talk to people and I don't know, it just seemed like an easy thing for me to do. But I mean, I'm still with Lance. I don't think I'm going anywhere. I would just like to continue on with my podcast and just see what happens. I don't, I don't want to have expectations like... I'm going to be this massive influence or anything like that. Cause that's just not really me. That's not really my personality. I just, I'm kind of having fun with it and yeah, I don't plan on leaving my job. So yeah, I'm just kind of seeing where, where life takes me, I guess. And when the NSYNC reunion happens, maybe you could join them on stage because you would then be a true influencer. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would do it for them. I would definitely do it for them. <laughs> um, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the Dangerous in This podcast. I feel like I could chat to you about life and food forever. I but know. It's 11 o'clock in the UK and man needs to go to bed. You need it. I get it. I get um, it. Tonight, the wheel behind me uh, gave you Taco Bell, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. You got a bean burrito and some little sweet churros things. Could you please rate the food? Yeah. Okay, so I give, you know, Taco Bell 10 out of 10, always. Oh. Um, the bean burrito is delicious. It's all cheesy and warm. And um, I really like when it doesn't have onions. It doesn't have onions, and I love it. The tortilla it like melts in your mouth. It's so delicious. And then the churros thing, I forget what those are called, but they're crispy and delicious. And they're the perfect amount of like sugar and cinnamon. Oh. So it's just like a party party in your mouth. So <laughs> I give it I give it the biggest gold star ever. And on that, joining us tonight on the Dangerous Dinners podcast was Lisa Del Campo. Thank you so much. It's Lisa Del Campo! Yay! Thank you for having me, Tom Green. There we go. Thank you so much, everybody. Well, don't forget it to this point of the podcast. And thank you to Lisa Del Campo for being our guest this week. If you are looking for a good night out in LA or Vegas, hit her up. She knows everyone. She is so well connected. And The Circle, if you've not seen it, I'm not normally in stuff like that. And I really, really liked it. So, yeah, that's the place to go. Anyway. If you've not given us a rating, scroll down. Give us a rating and a review on Apple and Spotify. We really appreciate it. Go and subscribe to us on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're everywhere. And we'll be back next week with a very timely guest. I am so excited about next week's guest because the whole thing is filmed. It's another big one. And I think we're one of this guy's first interviews after something big's happened to him. Um, We'll find it next week. Have a good one. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.